0: even as the new Jewish New Year, uh, 5783, that you would just turn things around, bring resource, bring opportunity, oh God. Bring people out of tight, bound places, oh Lord. Uh, bring freedom from oppression, Lord God. Bring a relational wellness, Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, Lord God. Bring those who have been due, overdue with resources and finances, Lord God. We ask that you would bring abundance of finances into those who are hurting financially now today in the name of jesus and father we just thank you lord god for what you're doing in life nation and everyone who is listening to this broadcast those who are praying with us those who support us we give you glory we give you honor and we thank you god for all what you're doing today lord bless this message we pray that this message will be (laughs) encouraging to the hearers today, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord God. Amen. Hallelujah. I am excited again. There's a fourth, this is the second uh, day of October. We are in the fourth installment of the series entitled The Building Blocks of Glory. Okay. So, right now, uh, I tell you, if you haven't gone through and listened to the other days, uh, the other three sessions that we had on this series, You want to listen to the replays, okay? God has been revealing some really powerful things about the building blocks of glory. But for today, um, what we're going to do, we're going to... um, We may end the series today, we may not. We'll see. But today's subtopic is an eternal garment, okay? So our main topic is the building block of glory. The building blocks of glory. We've gone through three episodes of that. Uh, Really powerful stuff. And just real quickly for a definition. Building means to form by ordering and uniting materials by gradual means into a composite whole. Form, ordering, uniting. Think about that. Forming, ordering, uniting. That's what building is. Second definition. Develop according to a systematic plan systematic plan hallelujah here we are enlarge or increase building also means bena in hebrew which is house or build okay glory high state of honor hallelujah high state of honor all right kabod that's what glory is heavy in weight heavy in weight but oh man we thank god for prophet Shantae who is here with us today. Um, before I jump into my first scripture, I'd like her to really, there's a song she was uh, humming and singing and glorifying earlier today. I asked her to share a little bit of that song.
1: Mountain high, valley low. I'm pressing through this narrow road. God can't lie. God can't fail no matter what comes he will prevail I know the end we shall win it's already done through the sun I'm holding to your word I believe the voice I heard. I'm holding on, I won't let go, for I know you're in control. You spoke it, you i be.
0: He is in control. It shall be. Anyway, thank God for that that song. It really kind of jumps into our lesson today. Our next segment this fourth segment. But we've been talking about scripture from Revelation 21. Okay. And there's just one verse, two verses I want to jump into of Revelation 21 today. Revelation 21 verses 2 through 3. All right. Okay, let's not get spooky. We're going to really get into this thing here today. Revelation is probably one of the most profound, exciting books in all of the scripture for me. Mm -hmm. I tell you, so many things that God, um, just so many hidden gems in there. Um, Don't listen to the cuckoos out there on these different broadcasts saying crazy stuff. You have to really understand this by the Spirit of God. So anyway, right here, Revelation 21-2. And I, John, the revelator, saw the holy city. The new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Okay, not on earth, but out of heaven. It was a glorious sight. Beautiful as a bride at her wedding. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, the home. Like we said, building, right? The home of God, the building of God, the tabernacle of God, as some verses would say, is now among mankind. Okay? He will live with them and they will be his people. Yes, God himself will be among mankind them. So I am so excited about the scripture here. There is an um, artwork that God gave me some years ago, which is called the Eternal Garment. The Eternal Garment. This was a, I can't go all to it now, but it was a representation of the high place in heaven, the throne of God, and the city as I saw in a vision was flowing like gold and gems from the heavens to a new earth. Man. Oh, this thing just brings me so much. And angels were spinning around it over and over and over and over and over for eternity, looking at the glorious majesty of the power of God, the glory of God. We're talking about the building blocks of God. And the building blocks of God is... His people, okay? It's his people. Like he said, we have to understand that holy city, New Jerusalem, it wasn't what the the three different major religions in the earth are fighting over as far as grounds on the earth because this earth is going to pass away. Solomon's temple, hey, you saw what happened with that. The physical location of Jerusalem is of no importance compared to what God is doing. It's not about a physical location. The holy city of God is not about physical architecture. It's about the glory represented by every component of mankind that have served and loved and really followed and honored the way of the Lord God. That's what the New Jerusalem is. The bride. It looks like a bride. So it looks like when you look at photographs, um, matter of fact, uh, Prophet Shantae and I were looking at a series called The Empress. Um, but there's one segment of that, you know, where the lady was standing with her, with her wedding dress because she got married to the emperor. And I'll tell you, it was, a, it was a really beautiful sight to see how the wedding garment just flows from the crown all the way down with the train going all across and all the servants who are there to help the train to move in the right direction, okay? So this is what John saw. Every component of that tabernacle, that home, that dwelling, it was like the very clothing that God wore. Like when we design a house, the beauty of the house is not the house. It's the person who is in the house. You know, I design buildings, right? So there's great things that I create. But the things that I create is based on the vision of the one who is in the house. So God created glory. He, he put all these blocks together. He put all these components together. He united. He formed. He formed. He had a gradual means throughout all human history to composite what would surround him as the most glorious, beautiful uh, adornment in existence. Throughout all existence. That is the kabod. That is the weight of it. My God, not just our generation, but every generation of humanity that there ever was God has com- ordered, united, structured, put it together. We talked about last week how much it took to build the Burj Khalifa, like 22 million square feet of glass, you know, tons and tons of metal, all those components to make the tallest building in the natural world. This is so much greater, okay? The tabernacle of God is with man. I like the way the scripture uh, says tabernacles. tabernacle. Because tabernacle... Literally, it's moving. It's mobile. We watched a very intensifying series uh, talking about, you know, an empire that was really under attack pretty much for years, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years and they had a fight to not allow themselves to be wiped off the face of the earth. Well, they dwelt in tents. And they dwelt and they settled and they were able to move and go to another place as they settled. So that literally is like a tabernacle. It's a a house that's mobile. Okay? So God Himself, His tabernacle isn't a castle because people love castles. You know, we look at, you know, Windsor Castle, uh, where Queen Elizabeth uh, dwelt, and we see how great that is. Um, In this one series we have with the Empress, Uh, We're looking at the Austrian capital, I mean, uh, castle. It is amazing with the green gardens and all the things around and the entry courts. This is, oh my goodness. But those were stationary that can crumble. God's dwelling, his place of being is with man and that is not static. God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God does not Stand still in one spot. He is mobile. That's the beauty of his tabernacle. That's the beauty of his creation. That's the beauty of his glory. We are flexible. We move with him. In him we live, move, and have our being. Oh my gosh.
2: A soul collective.
0: Oh, I love it. A soul collective, as the prophet Shante has said. Last week we showed you the soul buck, the artwork on that. And each one of us is a value, a piece of that value of God's eternal garment. Each element, every, we look at houses, we see the windows, we see the, you know, the baseboards, we see the counters, you know, we see the trim, we see all those things. We get amazed by every little piece in there. Mm -hmm. Well, every component of God's glorious tabernacle, his dwelling is just beauty beyond comprehension. God systematically designed each and every one of us to represent a portion of his dwelling so there is value in everyone. It's not just about you being in a pulpit. Are you sitting on a throne or somewhere? Are you leading a, 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 a business or whatever? Every component has immaculate value. Each jewel, each component, we talked about gems and jewels and diamonds and the makeup of it. I'm going to jump a little more into today. But every component, every component of God's makeup, of his dwelling, (sighs) is beautiful. Every jewel in the makeup of God's house, of God's dwelling, of God's tabernacle, goes through a process after being chosen. After being chosen. People keep thinking that, you know, one thing about in human history, we look at how a lot of these uh, queens get espoused or empresses or whatever. They have to go through all this process just to be able to have one night with the king to stand before him to decide whether he wants to decide to engage, be engaged to that individual. Well, with God, your value is not determined on the outer expression. You don't have to prepare yourself to be chosen by God. He chooses. And when he chooses, he chooses everything he chooses is of value. You don't have to sit there and go through a 12 step process or or any kind of human process to be chosen by God. Contrary
2: to popular belief.
0: Listen, this is what God gave me for you a diamond. Is formed out of black carbon. It looks like charcoal that you put in a grill. Full of soot. You know what soot is? Soot is that black stuff that comes from flames, like in the fireplace. You see the soot, the the black, the <laughs> the black soot that's around. Listen. Go to your Um, next barbecue, which the season's probably over, look inside the charcoal bag, pull it out, and say, okay, here's my diamond. Don't nobody value that. But God sees your value while you are still carbon. Your priceless eternal value is while you're still carbon or look like suit. Carbon while it is priceless, it remains dormant for millions and billions of years. We talked about that earlier in our series how diamonds take like the three billion years to be formed. They have to go through twenty five to thirty miles of the earth's crust through pressure. Now, look at that I remember commuting to work I had to commute like twenty two miles. I was like one of the longer commutes I had. You know, if I travel at the right time, I will get to, to my office within like 25 minutes. But every other time, there's some kind of accident or some kind of something that a 25-minute drive winds up turning out to be, could be two or three hours. So imagine 20, traveling through 25 miles of solid rock. How much pressure it took to go through that. So we have to understand, just because you may be feeling dormant or not being valued, Just because things are going very slow for you does not mean that you're any less value in the eyes of God the Father. God always understands our value regardless of how dark or out of shape we are. Oh, Lord. (laughs) We are still chosen by God. Even though we may be unprepared according to natural standards. All these standards of beauty that comes about that we have. Where were these standards three billion years ago? (laughs) These standards of beauty that you have now is just a a vapor in comparison to the eternity of God. You are chosen from an eternal perspective, not a very limiting itty bitty standard of beauty that comes in certain cultural seasons and times. You know? Look at this. Ezekiel 16, verse 6 to 14. I'm going to read this real quickly. Bless God. Hallelujah. Thank God for sharing this broadcast, you all. All right? Hallelujah. Ezekiel 16, 6 to 14. And this, I love this passage. Oh, my God. And when I passed by you and saw you rolling about in your blood, I said to you in your blood, Live! Yes, I said unto you, still in your natal blood, Live! I caused you, Israel, to multiply as the bud which grows in the field. And you increased and became tall and became to full maidenhood and beauty. Your breasts were formed and your hair had grown, yet you were naked and bare. Now I passed by you again and looked upon you. Behold, you were maturing like the time for love. I spread my skirt over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I plotted with my trough to you and entered into a covenant with you, says the Lord, and you became mine. Then I washed you with water. I thoroughly washed away your clinging blood from you, and I anointed you with oil. Oh, pay attention to these verses. Verse 9 is something. Verse 10, I clothed you also with embroidered cloth and shod you with fine seal leather. And I girded you about with fine linen and covered you with silk. I decked you also with ornaments and put bracelets on your wrist and a chain on your neck. I put a ring in your nostril and earrings in your ears and a beautiful crown upon your head. You were decked with gold and silver. Your raiment was of fine linen and silk and embroidered cloth. You ate fine flour and honey and oil. and you were exceeding beautiful, and you prospered into royal estate. And your renown went forth among the nations for your beauty. For it was the perfect through my majesty and splendor, which I had put upon you, says the Lord God. My God. I want to show you an example of crowns, okay? There are some examples of crowns. You see that? That's a crown right there. Jewels. There's 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 another one I have here. It was one of the most expensive crowns in human history. It's a bohemian crown. yellow Jewels net, $660 million value. My God. Go ahead, Prophet.
2: That's a very powerful reading and as you are reading it, I just really heard the Holy Spirit say that God's response to tragedy God's response to trauma is to treasure you and not trash you. My God. He knows how to pick you up and restore you and clothe you and decorate your devastation. Oh, my. So you don't look like what you've been through.
0: My she, she's she's it. Oh, she's the prophet is on it. She's on it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hallelujah. The Lord told me. He said, "No pit. No diamond. Diamonds are mined from the earth, but they have to go deep down into the earth to get." To those diamonds, mm-hmm. which looks like black suit. So if you're not in the pit, you can't be collected. My God <laughs> People on mining means you have to go down under, down, deep in. God goes down deep into your environments and then able to pull you out like a miner goes into a diamond mine. Prophet.
2: Which leads to another question. This is just a rhetorical question for those who will listen. Are you avoiding the pit and in essence avoiding the mining process?
0: <laughs> mm.
2: I mean, most of us don't want to go down. But there is nothing to come up from unless you have been down.
0: My God. We talk about apostles of buried. You know, they are foundational. Mining is foundational. It's not up and prancing around on the on the top of the ground. It's deep and hidden. Gems of priceless value are hidden. Deep down. People may not see you or recognize you. Doesn't mean you have no value. You will be found. Look at this. God says, do not be ashamed if you look dark or unbecoming to today's standards. You were made precious and priceless before the foundation of humanity. Like he told Jeremiah, before I formed you, I knew you. So before you even came into the portals into humanity, you were precious and ordained by God to be valuable, to be beautiful, to be amazing, to be outstanding. But diamonds come from a deep place of pressure and fire. No pressure, no fire, no diamond. Diamonds don't have silver spoons in their mouth.
2: And if we go to the science side of this, what is melanin? Melanin is carbon.
0: Don't start reading all that.
2: What is is a diamond? A diamond is a is transformed carbon. (laughs) So people will downplay your value in the process of hoping that you don't ever know your value, right? (laughs) So they can excavate and extract from you what is that treasured material.
0: So people may look at you and call you suit call you dirt, call you blacky, whatever, look down upon you because of being your darkness or whatever it is, but guess what? Without that, there's no diamond. So don't let people rob you of your identity because of your current state of being hidden and unformed. My God. There's a, um, how diamonds are mine. God began to speak to me a lot about this, okay? First of all, when they, when the miner goes into the mine, they get rock, they get those uh, carbon rock, and they crush it. That's the very first thing that happens. Crushing. So it could be made into more manageable, excuse me, more manageable pieces. In other words, God says, there are parts of your life that are too big to be a part of your diamond. You must be pruned. And this something God blew my mind was said, bigger is not better. It's a wonder like some things in my life just was crushing me. Physically, relationally, all kinds of things were just crushing. But God says he was extracting the unnecessary parts of my life in order to preserve the most valuable portion of my life. After that first crushing in the mining, there's a secondary crusher, which is called a roll crusher. So <laughs> you saw how those street, how they make pavement, how they have the big rollers that roll across and flatten out the asphalt. Well, that's what we're talking about. So you go out from being crushed and then you get rolled over. steamroll, as they may say it. Your life may roll over you and press you down. You may feel crushed, but it is bringing out the best in you. After that second crushing in this making, okay, there is a scrubbing that occurs. So after crushed and being rolled over, then you're scrubbed. They get rid of all the loose material. So there's all these levels of extraction of what's loose. There's things that we cannot cling on to in our lives. Because they will devalue us. Diamonds have to be scrubbed to get rid of that loose material.
2: They say what? The season of fall shows you the beauty of what has to fall off what has to be, the loose materials have mm. to be let go.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Smaller stuff have to be discarded because it's too costly to carry along with you. Miners have to discard some of the excrement around the diamond or around the ore around the carbon that they find because it's too much to carry that extra stuff away. Lay aside the weight that besets you, as the scripture would say, and the sin that besets you. So we have to understand there's some things in life that can't go with us. There may be some friends, there might be some relationships, there might be some things we love that feel like we just can't let go of. But God says for the value be maximized in you in the new environment some things can't go with you (laughs) after the crushing the rolling and the scrubbing then the diamond or the ore or the carbon is mixed into a solution and it is stirred But guess what? This solution is called ferrosilicon powder. F E R O S I L I C O N powder. Guess what? This powder is odorless, but it is explosive. So even as you're being mixed and stirred, explosions are occurring while you're being stirred. Oh my gosh. There are some sneaky, explosive issues that come up in life. Things that totally blindside you. But God says he is stirring you to form you. Prophet.
2: Very interesting that it would be odorless and what else? Explosive.
0: Explosive and toxic.
2: And we have within our life what is odorless or cannot be seen. No man knows where, where it goes and where it comes. Mm-hmm. And it's an unseen explosive power called the spirit
0: <laughs>
2: that stirs us up so that the gifts can be made manifest. The- and it's not toxic.
0: <laughs> the Holy Spirit will stir you around the solution is put into a cyclone. You know what a cyclone is? We just had a hurricane down in the Florida region. A cyclone is a spinning wind. (sighs) And things are tumbling, almost like a dryer. A dryer spins with heat and wind in that dryer so that it causes the appropriate separations that still try to hold on to that diamond. So God will bring a whirlwind into your life after these processes to ensure that stuff that's not supposed to be with you is removed and separated from you. It's called sanctification. You feeling stirred? Just know that you're being dominized. <laughs>
2: Stirred and spun and heated up and developed.
0: And... <laughs> now, this I all mean... stuff is, this is during the mining process. This is not even the making because it takes billions of years for you to get to the point where you could be mined. Mm-hmm. Then after you mined, then you go through this process. Look at this. Once that material is gone through a cyclone, It is then screened with magnetic fields and x-rayed. So in other words, after you've gone through this whole process, God will be magnetic to pull you out because his x-ray vision will see your beauty amidst all of that stuff. So, you may wind up from an a, a based situation, hard, difficult, stirring, crushing situations, to an abounding situation where you are pulled out and glorified. A perfect example is the story of Joseph. Boy, he went through some crushing. But look where he wound up. Now, here's the part that really got me in this whole process of making a diamond. Mining the diamond. Listen. The diamonds, one of the latest process of the diamond is that it is screened on a greased belt. Because the diamonds have to stick to an oily substance. The prophet Shantai already talked about yesterday about getting oily. That anointing of God it gets greasy, <laughs> but it attracts the diamond. The oil of God pulls you away from the messes of life that surround you. The enemy thought he had you, but God's and His oily substance got you away. Oh my Lord. And after the oil.
2: Do you have any sticking and staying power?
0: <sighs> Come on, we can preach on this thing. <laughs> oh my God. Hallelujah. These diamonds, after they the oil has shown them out, they become beautified. Externally, not internally, because their value is still there, but this is externally now. They are sealed with a tamper-resistant seal. Mm -mm. And they are given a certificate upon their issuance. So in other words, after you've gone through the crushing, after you've gone through the rolling, after you've gone through the the slurry and the solution, after you've gone through the cyclone and you can be stuck with the oil God will seal you and certify you in His Book of Life. Sealed with, seal with the Holy
1: Spirit
0: of Promise. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of Promise. Certified, accepted
2: in the Beloved.
0: Accepted into the Beloved. My God, this is getting me good here. Praise God. Hallelujah. <sighs>
2: As it is in the natural, says the word of God, so it is in the spirit.
0: Amen. Sealed. Sealed. Diamonds are sealed. One of the lattice, one of the components of establishing and certifying your value is being sealed by God, having his spirit. That's what identifies you as his valued, priceless gem. One thing God told me that he doesn't choose based on your readiness because the rock was just in the ground. It wasn't ready for anything. God doesn't choose you based on how ready you are. God chooses you based on your value. Stop trying to be perfect in the eyes of others before accepting your purpose. Gideon and David were not considered appropriate in value based on the outward expression. But God saw their value. Gideon was the poorest town and the poorest family in the poorest town and God wanted to raise him up as a general which he couldn't even believe himself. God saw his value outside of his economic status from external realities. David was not even considered when the anointing for a king was coming about. He was not even in the lineup. Not even in the lineup! Look at that. The very king that transformed Israel, that transformed the whole kingdom of God, wasn't even in the lineup of ordination.
2: You're not in the lineup, but yet God sets a lineage through you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Here's the point. Stop allowing the world and institutions to define whether you are qualified in their eyes. God calls. God ordained. God has made you what you are to be. And I could say bump institutions. God takes us through great processes that he puts us through so that we can be the, become the beauty of what he designed for us to be. God, like we said in the beginning, the tabernacle of God is with man. So what happens is we have to understand God takes a collection of the lives that's been through the fire, that's been elevated from the deep place, that's gone through imaginable, unimaginable pressure, that's been broken down and washed and endured to the end, God takes a collection of all that value and systematically puts it all together so that it can adorn him as his eternal garment. The Lord said, Life on earth is the processing of the diamond, but eternity is the radiant reflection of that processing. Jesus. God takes a collection of lives that's been through the fire and through the processing. Life on earth is the processing of the diamond, but eternity is the radiant reflection of that processing. The Bible says you receive a hundredfold in this life and the life to come, but not without persecution. So the persecution, the trials, the testing, all those different things, they happen in the processing side of the diamond so that you can reflect an eternal glory. As the scripture says in Revelation 21, no more sorrows, no more tears of processing. Mm-hmm. The the New Jerusalem coming from God as a bride adorned for her husband is the glorious array of gems from heaven to earth surrounding the Spirit of God. The $1.5 billion Burj Khalifa we talked about is no comparison, which is the tallest building on earth. The pyramids of Egypt is no comparison, one of the wonders of the world. Even the trillion dollar value temple of Solomon is no comparison to the makeup of God's glory by the value of every stone every human gem that's aligned into his garment. so I tell you I am this 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 uh, I pray that you receive the heart of God in this message. And I'm going to tell the Prophet Shante, thank you for listening to this masterclass on building blocks of glory.